Good day, T and listeners. Hello, Hector, and thank you for bringing us another valuable contribution in legal ease. Today, whilst we are in the midst of this pandemic, many people are now having to juggle their finances and would be looking at restructuring themselves. It would be helpful if we discuss a term that is often used in contract law called the caveat subscriptor rule. Could you explain the essence of the caveat subscriptor rule? It is essentially a Latin maxim, let the signatory beware, which relate to a written contract term, whereby the signatory is bound by the impression of assent created by his or her signature in the mind of the contract enforcer. Could you simplify this so that the listeners can understand the principle better? A hypothetical example is where a person enters into an agreement to buy a vehicle or a commodity and is presented with a bundle of papers which is regarded as a written contract. The seller or financier has enclosed certain terms to the sale and by affixing one's signature to the contract, one is believed to have read and is bound by the terms of the contract. This is very often the case where people become overwhelmed with a new purchase and pay little or no attention to the detail. And when the person runs into difficulty, they really realize that they actually accepted these terms by affixing their signature to the contract. This is where the rule is applicable, holding him liable as a result. Hence, the emphasis on the term beware. How does this rule impact on the average citizen or consumer? That's a very good question. We in South Africa are in a country where there is a huge imbalance in education, and perhaps it was for this reason that the legislator saw the need to put in place the Consumer Protection Act that would also put in place some regulations as to how service providers are to conduct themselves. There have been instances where people who have purchased televisions on credit have nearly had their homes sold because of lack of understanding of contracts that they have signed. However, I cannot emphasize that people have to read what they sign for. And what offenses are there, if any, against this rule? In brief, where the non-mistaken party was aware that the signatory had made a mistake, where the non-mistaken party ought reasonably to have known that the terms do not reflect the city's true intentions, where the non-mistaken party in some way responsible for the fact that the signatory was not aware of the contents of the contract. This is where the non-mistaken party will be held responsible for the fact that the signatory was not aware of the contents of the contract, where he or she misled the mistaken party as to the nature of the contents of the contract. This will be in two instances, where the contractual document is misleading itself or where the contractual document contains unexpected or unusual terms. In these cases, our courts have recognized a duty to speak on part of professions and the failure to disclose the relevant unexpected term in breach of such duty will constitute misrepresentation. What new defense is there developing to this rule? Public policy considerations seem to be the developing defense going forward. Determining whether or not an agreement was contrary to public policy requires a balancing of competing values. Matthew Kruger, 
astutely describes public policy as follows. Public policy means that a judge, when engaging with public policy, is equipped with a basket full of policy considerations. From this basket, she is required in a given case to choose those considerations which are relevant to the facts of the case and then to balance these considerations against each other so as to determine whether a particular contractual term should be enforced. The outcome of this identification and balance process is what the court terms public policy. So like we continue developing our common law in accordance with our constitution, public policy should in the near future develop with regards to a defense against the rule. How are the courts currently interpreting the mentioned defenses? The courts vary in the application and interpretation of the defense of unexpected terms. In some cases, the court places more responsibility on the signatory to read beforehand and in other, it places a responsibility on the other party to ensure that the signatory is adequately informed. It appears that at the Supreme Court of Appeal, there is uncertainty, as there have been two contradictory judgments in one year. Hartley versus Pyramid Freight PTY Limited trading as Sun Couriers, as well as Brink versus Humphreys and Jewel PTY Limited. In the Hartley case, the court adopted a stricter approach to the rule. And in the Brink case, the court took the view of a more lenient approach to the rule. So there is no pattern of strict or lenient application of the rule in order to determine an exact outcome of a case. So Hector, what message do we take from this? I think perhaps the Department of Education needs to incorporate these basic principles of reading contracts before signing in subjects like life orientation, as this is really becoming a life skill to the listeners. Don't just sign any document which is placed before you unless you have read it and understood it. Should you not understand the context of it, then don't be afraid to ask someone for assistance. This will greatly benefit you as going to court might not be in your favor. Until next time listeners, keep well and have a good day.